0: Well, babe... You're officially a mom.
1: And you're officially a dad.
0: <laughs> so my wife, Angela, is definitely my favorite blogger, YouTuber extraordinaire, and she's a pretty amazing wife, I must add.
1: And my guess is that a lot of you have seen my husband, Matt, on TV or in the movies. Wyatt from Timeless, Liam from 90210, anyone? How about Chicago from Pitch Perfect 3? I mean, he's bringing the sexy. All
0: right, all right. So if you guys didn't know, Angela and I created a podcast called Hello Bump to chronicle our journey as expecting first-time parents.
1: We really just started it for something for us to look back on, but we ended up really loving our weekly chats. Yeah,
0: so much that we couldn't stop there. I mean, now is the fun part, right? Now is the payoff for the nine months of pregnancy. Now is where our life begins.
1: And we have a brand new beautiful baby girl, and we're so in
0: love. <laughs> we want you guys to come on this new journey with us of figuring out, frankly how to raise this little thing.
1: We know it's gonna be tough at times, but we also know that the rewards are great.
0: Yeah, we're gonna be chatting week to week about the joys and the struggles of learning how to do this parenting thing.
1: And I'm pretty sure we'll mess up, a lot.
0: But from every mistake comes a lesson that hopefully we can pass on to you. So join us on this wild ride as we undertake our newest challenge, parenthood. Mm
1: -hmm. Hello Hello, baby. baby.
0: hey guys back again in the old parenting hot seat (laughs) of the podcast that we call hello baby my name is matt lanter i'm one of the hosts of this podcast and in front of me is my wife angela that's me we're just uh sitting here um in our A-frame cabin watching the snow come down in Aspen, Colorado with a hot chocolate and a fire burning. Things were good.
1: What are you talking about right now? We're in California. It was like 80 degrees today.
0: It's true. I'm wearing shorts. None of that uh, was, uh, had any kind of truth to it.
1: Not even sure where it came from, to be quite <laughs> honest. It's not like we've even been talking about that.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just being stupid. <laughs> Welcome to episode number eight. Of Hello Baby, today we're going to give you a three-month update.
1: It's going to be an update on baby and on mama.
0: Yeah, and maybe even we'll squeeze in a, a dad update or some something somewhere. I don't know.
1: Have you experienced a lot of hormonal changes?
0: Yeah, totes.
1: Weight gain, weight loss,
0: totes. Lots, lots, lots of <laughs> weight gain. <laughs> uh, let's get started. Here we go. All right, well, hey, thanks for tuning into the most fascinating podcast in the history of podcasts. 100%. Today, I think you're going to learn all about our baby.
1: (laughs) All about what it's like to be parents for three whole months.
0: Yeah, no, we've got, uh, I think what we're going to do, we left off the last podcast with uh, basically just giving you a four to six week update. Mm -hmm. And we are now roughly three months and one week. Mm-hmm. into this thing so we you know we kind of like jumped ahead a little bit we just figured we will give you a three-month update and uh tell you everything that's going on and we missed a couple of things that we wanted to talk about from yeah a few of the previous this weeks kind of just
1: brings everybody up to speed with where we're at currently
0: yeah exactly it's a catch up episode yeah yeah not a mustard episode
1: oh gosh your dad jokes this week have just been off the charts i dad mean jokes you zing, need to zing. you need to reel it in babe
0: absolutely not.
1: Guys, we FaceTimed with our nephews last night. It was their birthday. The dad jokes. Oh, they're they, I was embarrassed for you, to be quite honest.
0: Why, babe? Because
1: they're so bad. He's looking up a dad joke as we speak. That's why the, the awkward pause. He's actually got his book of dad jokes, and he's reading it because he wants to lay one down for you guys. It's like a, you know, lay down some tracks.
0: Well, you know, I was going to, but these, a lot of these are... are... You know, I have a book, and it says, it's a tiny book, and it says, jokes that every man should know.
1: Where did you get this book?
0: Did Brittany Snow get this? give this to me, or, or did she give me a dad joke book?
1: It's the only joke book that I've seen you with, so I'm assuming it's that one. I think
0: this is it. Me and Brittany Snow, we did a movie together, a, a little indie film called Pitch Perfect 3, <laughs> and uh, she blamed me of having dad jokes. Uh, she, she secretly loved it. And as a rap gift, she gave me a little joke book. The funny thing is, if you follow at Brittany Snow on Instagram, she is the worst dad joker of all time, a.k.a. the best. Uh, Let's see. All right. You know what? I didn't even read this. Let's just read it. I, I, I don't know this joke. It's out of the book. Two guys are walking down a dark alley when a mugger approaches them and demands their money. They both grudgingly pull out their wallets and begin taking out their cash just then one guy turns to the other and hands him a bill hey here's the 20 dollars i owe you
1: is that the joke
0: i mean it's not even funny
1: that was that was the joke there's no punchline that was it
0: i think so
1: there was like that was the most anticlimactic
0: what is this? Like a creative joke your, I've ever
1: heard in my is life. Is like a
0: create your own joke joke book? Like that was create your own punchline. Listen, all right. I sincerely apologize to everyone out there listening to uh, wasting your your twenty seconds.
1: Listen, let's at least get one good dad joke out of this. I got one for you. Okay. What's a nosy pepper do?
0: Uh, gets jalapeno business.
1: It's jalapeno business.
0: Oh, yeah. that's lame. Because I knew it.
1: Then you shouldn't have said it. You should have <laughs> let me give the punchline. You dummy. <laughs> That's the whole point.
0: Okay. Well, hey, let's um, let's kick this thing off here. Okay. And uh, we want to go back and touch on a couple of little stories mm-hmm. that we missed from our four to six week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how we missed this because no, this these isn't are from
1: things. four to six weeks. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. I'm wrong.
1: This is the week of ha- from Hades. Always
0: wrong. My
1: new life. That should it be your life. The past ten years with me. Right. <laughs> no, listen. This is the story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down because I had the week from Hades. And this was, it was after the six week mark. So she was already past six weeks. I was past six weeks postpartum, but it was right at that six week, seven week time because your dad was here and it spilled over to when my girlfriends were here. Also, okay. is okay. that is that time period? Sure,
0: you don't you don't have to get specific. But just, I'm, just, I'm saying it because a couple
1: because well, a couple of these things that I'm talking about did make it to the four to six week update because they happened at that the end of that six week period. But just so that you guys know, I'm I'm not repeating the same stories for the hay of it, it, it all feeds in together. Now what so, what
0: exactly does for the hay of it mean?
1: For the heck of it.
0: Now is heck a word that is supposed to be a cuss word?
1: Heck? Matt makes fun of me all the time because I won't cuss. He doesn't really cuss either.
0: I I like it. I treasure her because of it.
1: But he makes fun of me for it too. Well, because
0: when she's reading an audition with me, and you know, it's, go ahead. It'll be like you know the the character says like, "Damn it, Bill, go get me the eggs," and she'll go,
1: "Darn it, Bill, go get me the eggs."
0: <laughs> just like
1: you should like my squeaky cleanness.
0: Well, I do, I do. It's just hard to take you seriously if I'm trying to read an audition with you, and these guys are like mad at each other. And he's like, "Darn,
1: I don't know what to do for you."
0: No, I listen. I respect it, and I like it.
1: Okay, can we get back to the the week from Hades? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, week from Hades began, and if you guys follow me on Instagram, Insta stories, then you, you know stop, you know rewind a minute. You'll remember these stories. But it began with. A trip to the dermatologist because I had a rash. What I thought was a rash all over my face turned out.
0: What, what, what kind of rash? What do you mean?
1: So it was like a red, bumpy thing. It started at the base of my nose and came down around my mouth into my chin. It looked like tiny little pimples under the skin, but there was nothing in them.
0: It was like a like a goatee. It was like a Fu Manchu. <laughs> You're with red on another bumps. level
1: tonight, man. No, I'm just asking you. Mm-hmm. Why, why would bumps under the skin look like a goatee? In
0: the shape of a goatee.
1: Kind of. <laughs> kind of, actually. <laughs> Anyways, went to the doctor, found out that it was this form of dermatitis that they said was hereditary because of my European ancestry, which Greek blood, I guess. Here's the worst part, is that there was no treatment for it because I was nursing other one, than one prescription, and it cost $550 for one bottle.
0: Wow. That's crazy.
1: I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to pay for it.
0: No way, who would? I
1: couldn't, It's just for a topical treatment. So they put me on a different topical treatment that was, it's called like cilantro or something, and so I used that, and then they- Cilantro,
0: I made this joke last <laughs> week.
1: Uh, and then they also wanted to give me an antibiotic because that's how they clear up this form of dermatitis, but I couldn't take it because I'm breastfeeding. So I went home feeling pretty discouraged, not to mention, I had a mole on my back that needed to come off and I'd have that operated on. And it was just it was just like a lot, it was a lot. Okay. So anyways, that was Friday. Sunday, my first migraine in a year and a half hit me. Mm. That was awful. And Matt understands my migraines, they're bad. They, I get the auras, I get all of that, but that's not the worst part of it. My sweet, sweet husband tried to doctor me. You're you're a good nurse, good body when, when I'm sick. And you brought me this little, it's like a personal face steamer. Is that what you would call it?
0: Yeah. You know, it's one of those like Vicks uh, personal steamers. You put a little bit of water in. Not much. I'd say about four or five ounces. You plug it in and mm-hmm. the thing boils and puts some steam out and you inhale it. It's meant for like congestion when you're sick, things mm-hmm. like that.
1: And I had the auras, which are like the visions.
0: But uh, we we do this often. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, the steam, yeah, because you know to to moisturize your nasal passages and whatnot helps with headache. Because sometimes you get a headache from having like dry, you know, right dryness.
1: So he brings it over, puts it on this little tray on my lap, and he says, "Don't tip it." And I'm not hearing him or thinking about it because I'm can't even open my eyes because I'm getting the aura, mm-hmm. the visions, and he leaves the room. I think he left the room, and for whatever reason, I wanted to sit back and hold the steam with me. And when I did, the boiling water went down my chest between my breasts, and it scalded me.
0: It well, it was bad. It was bright red. It was like a stream it, of bright red it going ended down up your turning chest. purple.
1: Yeah, is what it did. It was
0: bad. Scabbed.
1: I started sobbing. I started <laughs> sobbing. Matt walks in. And I just remember you laughing at me and you weren't being mean. It was just because it was just such a pathetic situation. Yeah,
0: I just felt terrible. Because I was
1: leaning over on the side of the bed because I was I was completely burnt. I was crying. I had snot running out of my nose <laughs> at that point. I was so pathetic. And he just and I just looked at him and I just said, I need my mom. She, I need my mom.
0: Well, it was more like this. I need my
1: mom. It was bad. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and your dad was here taking care of the baby downstairs. Mm-hmm. I'm up. I, I'm upstairs. You're tending me. It was awful, awful. Yeah. And it took a long time for that burn to clear up. By the way, that was bad. It was. The next night is the stories from the last episode. We ordered the Indian food in, which we love Indian food. Made the baby terribly sick. She was miserable for probably two days. <sighs> And I started getting some issues with my breasts hurting and I needed to pump more often because I was trying to stock up milk and I got myself these pads. What are those gel pads that you microwave? And you know what I mean? Like when you put them across your eyes, they have the jelly stuff, you microwave them and they get warm or you can freeze them and they're cold. For like your head or whatever.
0: Puffy eyes? Yeah.
1: Stuff? They make horseshoe shaped ones to go around your, your nipples oh. for breastfeeding. Okay. I was so excited. I ordered them online. They're the Laniseau brand. Put them in the microwave. I heard an ex- a big pop. Didn't even get to use it. It exploded all over the microwave.
0: Oh, no. You weren't
1: even home for this. Yeah, I didn't
0: know about this. I was
1: so upset. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I have boobs that hurt with a headache hangover with a chest burn that goes from like my collarbone down to my belly button it really did a numb butt from the nerve damage like what else could go wrong like i just felt so defeated yeah and then i fell down the stairs
0: <laughs> i forgot about that
1: i yeah. fell down the stairs but that was after matt and i were you were in the garage I was in the living room talking to your dad. Baby's in her nursery in, sh- in her crib. And this is she's about 7 weeks old at this point and we use the outlet um foot monitor. And I'm talking to Matt's dad and I hear the little ditty going off from the outlet. Mm-hmm. And it took me a second to trigger and I realized it was her alone. Yeah. And I go running and I'm screaming for you. Bang. You you come whipping in the house. We're we're running up the stairs. We go in and she's totally fine. Oh yeah.
0: Sleeping like a rock.
1: But we were panicked. And as I'm standing there looking over her, I feel something in my foot throbbing. And I'm like, what is going on? And we get outside the door and I'm like, what's in my foot? It was the largest splinter.
0: Yeah, like a splinter hanging out.
1: But that thing was massive, do you remember? Yeah, It was bigger than, it was like the size of like two or three toothpicks put together. It was lodged (laughs) in my foot. Matt had to pull it out. Yeah. Couple days later, I fall down the steps and we have hardwood steps. I went down the last five on my butt. Mm -hmm. I got to the bottom. I was carrying breast milk because I pumped. I was going downstairs to store it for the night. It's about midnight. And I just hit the bottom of the the staircase and I just sat there and I cried. And you came down and you picked me up. And I think I was, crying from and i
0: said hey when you fall off your horse you get back on and you try again whatever. and i sent your little butt right back up the stairs and made you walk back down again
1: no you didn't you're so ridiculous <laughs> but then do you remember the massive bruise i had on my tailbone
0: uh i sort of don't actually
1: I had a huge black and purple bruise across my butt
0: that was a rough, rough and you've never fallen down the stairs before never. you're not like a crazy clumsy person really
1: I'm pretty clumsy. I mean, a little, but I'm pretty clumsy. But I've never fallen down the steps, mm-hmm. car- carrying anything. So now, because of that, I'm scared to death every time I walk down the stairs or up the stairs holding the baby. I- I've got—I'm like scarred for life over that. So yeah. that was the way that I kicked off after the sixth
0: week, <laughs> your seventh week.
1: Yeah. So anybody who's had a rough go after coming home with a, a newborn baby, I can relate. Yeah. I can relate. And all the while my, my husband's working insane hours. I'm emotional, hot mess.
0: What was the what was the week was it the week after that that I woke up after working nights? I came down and you were outside crying.
1: I can't remember if that was before your dad came or after your dad came.
0: Okay. Have we talked about that?
1: I don't think we have.
0: Well, I get up, it's like noon, because I was working all night at Timeless. Mm-hmm. So I get up at like noon or one or something. I come downstairs, look for Angela, not around. I finally go outside and she's just out there in the rocking chair, like crying.
1: I was holding the baby. Holding the baby. I was, I was crying hard. Crying. I was crying out of loneliness. I was so exhausted. I, I was doing this thing on my own, like taking care of her around the clock because you were gone. You were sleeping when I was awake and you were working while I was sleeping. Mm-hmm. So it was me totally taking care of the baby.
0: mm, It was wacky.
1: It was awful. It was awful. Well,
0: I think you're also just mixed with hormones and stuff too. Because obviously plenty of people do it and I'm sure it's hard, but they get through it.
1: But there's a difference in people who are living somewhere away from all of their family and friends and doing this with a spouse who works a normal nine to five. Or maybe it might not be a nine to five, but at least they know when their spouse is going to be home to help them. Mm -hmm. I had no idea every single day. I had no idea what time you would be home. I had no idea what your week would look like. It was rough. And I don't, hormones or not, I kind of feel like I would have reacted to that the the way that I did. Really? I feel like I kept it together pretty well, considering.
0: I mean, yeah. It was rough. Because it is hard. But- Obviously, plenty of people are doing that when, like, spouses are, you know, deployed and things like that.
1: I'm not make, making a comparison to myself of somebody who's married to somebody in the service whatsoever. But the one difference would be, in my opinion, is that a lot of the women whose husbands aren't around for work situations, no matter what that work situation may be,
0: have family around. They,
1: a lot of them, or most of them, I would think would have family or close friends around.
0: Mm-hmm. And we have friends here. We do have friends. It's just that every, mean every, everybody's got people, really- People
1: have lives.
0: Busy lives. They've got their own thing going. That they I'm got, not their yeah.
1: responsibility. Right. Whereas with family, you're kind of their responsibility. <laughs> you know? You could
0: show up on the doorstep.
1: Yeah. Crying. Like, it's, it's just, it's insane to me that- I I just never realized how much it would affect me to not have family around in this particular season of life that I can't just call up my mom and say, I desperately need a shower. Will you please come hold the baby for, give me an hour. Let me just have an hour to myself or I need a nap or I need some groceries or anything.
0: Yeah, and obviously this is, I think at the end of last week we told you that we were gonna hire some daytime help a few days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, This is before that. Yeah. would you consider moving back to Ohio to be near family for this very reason?
1: No, but I would consider moving somewhere closer to Ohio. I don't have any desire to be in, in that climate. I hate the weather in Ohio. I
0: hate yeah. it. It's awful. It's a lot different than Southern California, that's for sure.
1: It's awful. <laughs> it's gloomy. Yeah. It's cold. Gloomy?
0: No, Ohio's nice in like summer times and stuff.
1: You get summer for a very small amount of time. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, winters are brutal there. It's almost mid-April, and there was a snowstorm two days think, ago in Ohio. I think
0: today. I think it was snowing today in Cleveland, I saw.
1: It's it's crazy. Yeah. And you, every year that I can remember, it was already freezing cold by Halloween, and mm-hmm. then it snows through April. That's half the year.
0: That is nuts.
1: No, thank you. Yeah. Atlanta, now I would go there. <laughs> okay. Well, but let's talk about you. I mean, how have you adapted to this in the last three months? Because you have made the shift from working nonstop to now you are off of work and you've gotten to experience daddyhood full time the last two weeks. I love it. Do you?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's moments where I get frustrated.
1: Let's talk about like, I, I got to see you like get a little bit overwhelmed the other night.
0: Are you talking about when we were filming some YouTube stuff?
1: No. Well, bath time, I was thinking.
0: Bath time. What what happened? I don't remember. She started
1: to have a meltdown. In the bath? No. Getting ready for bed. And it was hot in there. You were already stressed out. Oh,
0: you know, it's, uh, you know, yes. She was was crying. We're giving her a bath. She's got a little bathroom on her room. And uh, it's kind of small. So me and Angela go in there, and we give her a bath together, and we turn the space heater on in there. It's away from the water. Don't worry. Uh, and we turn it on just for a little bit to warm it up so when she's in there, she doesn't get cold. And um, so, but for us, it gets really, really hot because we're not the ones wet and naked. Mm-hmm. So um, so it was hot. It was humid. We were cramped up because there really isn't a whole lot of room in that bathtub. She no, there's was, not. She was like, you know, doing her thing, and... That was frustrating. But I, look, there's definitely been times where I've been frustrated for sure. Most of all of it has to do when she's like wailing, crying. When she's having we, a meltdown. Yeah, when she's having a meltdown, and we can't figure out why or exactly, you know, because you go through like your checklist of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. okay, give her a binky. Is she dirty? Is she hungry? With our kid, it seems like most of the time it's because she's tired. Yeah. Um, and she has a meltdown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But like the other day we were doing some YouTube filming. And she was starting, she was having a meltdown and I was trying to fix the camera, something for Angela and trying to get out of there. I needed to go walk her because we found out that she, A, loves being outside. This is sort of all bleeding into our three month update, I suppose, but she loves being outside. She loves being carried like in a strap thing.
1: Yeah. That's you, another reason why I would want to be in Ohio. We have a child who loves to be outside.
0: We, we should talk about these on a different episode. Like yeah. items that we really use that we yeah. like and she likes. For sure. But the, like the carriers. We've got like multiple different types and kinds of carriers. And there's one that I have been using a lot lately. And um, she loves being in a carrier for the most part. Mm-hmm. And loves being outside walking. If she's not like, you know, taking in the world with like big, bright eyes and looking at trees and stuff she's snoozing mm-hmm. that's one of the ways we get her to snooze is by going outside and walking her yeah so um anyway i knew i needed to like just get outside and get my shoes on and get out there and i as soon as i as soon as i crossed the threshold of the door to go outside she stopped crying mm-hmm. but uh but yeah i was trying to fix something on the camera for you and i hadn't used the camera in a while and i couldn't remember where the setting was and she was going crazy and it was getting you know to be like dark and you know it was just a whole big thing but yeah there's certainly moments where i get really frustrated but they're moment they're they're momentary yeah and they pass and then i love it i mean i the past 2 weeks for me have been incredible getting to like be around her more and i really think that she's gotten to know me a lot better in the last 2 weeks she
1: recognizes you
0: yeah and i i, I mean i think she recognized me before but i've really felt more of like a bond with her in the last 2 weeks yeah that like now i come around and she really knows like really knows me now she gives you smiles smiles she reacts to you yeah like i I, i've noticed several times now where she's been upset or something and and just by picking her up and holding her i'll calm her down Mm -hmm. to me that's a good feeling Mm -hmm. because that means like i'm doing something that's comforting her calming her and so even if that's just being next to daddy it makes me feel good (laughs) so angela and i love to cook at home four or five days a week i don't know she's an amazing cook i love to grill meats and stuff uh, on the grill i love to smoke stuff so when we had an opportunity to work with our sponsor of this episode butcher box i was so excited to try it i mean seriously here's what butcher is. here's how it works it's a, it's a delivery service they deliver 100 grass-fed grass-finished beef uh, free-range organic chicken heritage breed pork directly to your door
1: which is super convenient And the other cool thing is that in the box that you receive includes little recipe cards with tips and tricks on meal prep for the week.
0: Yeah, it's so easy. It's so simple. What I really, really love about ButcherBox because I'm just into it is that they have a commitment to raising animals humanely and free of antibiotics and hormones. So A, it's kinder to the animals. It's just my thing. I, I would always just rather go that route. It's also healthier for your body. It's high quality meats and you can always be sure of that. And here's how it works. You get on their website, butcherbox.com, really neat, really cool, easy laid out website. You can choose from curated boxes, including a mix of high quality beef, chicken or pork, or you can customize your own box to whatever suits your needs or your family's needs. And let me just tell you, this is not required of me to say, but we've tried three of the meats now in the box that we were sent pork. We tried the steaks and we tried the burgers. Pork is incredible. Just had it tonight. The steaks were awesome, but the burgers—oh my gosh! That 100% grass-fed beef was seriously so good. So good. She, Angela's been freaking out about this burger that I made this past week.
1: It's the best burger you've ever made.
0: No, seriously. She. This is what she told me. She goes, "This burger tastes like a five-star hotel." (laughs) It was like perhaps the softest burger I think I've ever tasted. It is seriously making my mouth water thinking about it. I cannot wait. I've got one more packet of the grass-fed beef. I can't wait to do another burger. Anyway, you guys, go to butcherbox.com slash hellobaby and use promo code hello baby. You can get free bacon and $20 off your first box. You got to try it. It's just so convenient. It's like having a neighborhood meat market. At the convenience of your doorstep. So go to butcherbox.com slash HelloBaby. Enter promo code HelloBaby. You'll get free bacon and $20 off of your first box. Try it. You're going to love it. Okay. So I printed out an article from WebMD. You heard of WebMD, Angela? No, never. Well, they're a pretty reputable source (laughs) (laughs) of uh, medical information. Great way to scare the bejesus out of yourself. Whenever you have a stomach ache or a headache, you mm-hmm. can go on there and you, you definitely will think you're dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this article is a good and positive article. This is um, baby development. You're three month old. So what I figured we could do is kind of go through and use this article as a guideline and kind of like give our yeses or our nos or our checks or, you know, give our experience in these categories. It's kind of broken down into categories. Okay. So- I'm just gonna go ahead and start. This is WebMD telling you where your baby should be around at three months. I'm not gonna like necessarily re exactly everything, but but I will in order to kind of guide us along here. So the first category is motor skills. So this says that uh that the the startling reflex should be fading or should be gone by now. Nope. I don't know, man. Nope. Our kid still startles a lot
1: constantly,
0: and I don't understand like why or when. It doesn't make any sense.
1: She did it today when I was talking to her for no reason. She just startled in the middle of me talking to her.
0: I do feel like I don't know if this is related to the startle reflex, but she's just she's just like kicking and thrashing a lot more. Yes, she is definitely during bath time, and she likes bath time. By the way,
1: diaper changes,
0: diaper changes. You know what? She this is another funny thing. She went from. This was maybe the first two weeks of life hating diaper changes. And baths. She
1: hated baths.
0: And now she loves baths. She has for a while. We've talked about it. Yeah. And she loves diaper time. Mm -hmm. Every single time I put her on the changing pad, I can.
1: (sighs) Unless she's tired. If she's tired, then she doesn't want you to mess with her diaper. Well,
0: okay. Let's just say 90% to 95% of the time. I know I'm going to get a smile out of her Mm -hmm. on the diaper. I don't know why. It's like she knows she's about to get clean or something. Yeah, and she'll smile.
1: Yeah, she is happy when she. It's lives wild,
0: on her. even if she's cranky. And I put her on the pad and start changing her. She starts like smiling, or she'll give a cranky butt face, and then it'll like <laughs> it'll creep creep into a smile. Can we
1: talk about how our child, like you know, the pouty lip? That's like we as adults have always associated. Like, oh, this little kid's pouty. He's got his lip out.
0: That's a she real thing.
1: Has had the pouty lip since birth.
0: That is a real thing.
1: She frowns so big that her little lips go like all the way down to the bottom of her chin. And then that (laughs) lip goes out. It's like a cartoon. It's so dramatic.
0: It is dramatic. I didn't know people actually did that.
1: I've never, I've never, I've been around a lot of babies. and I don't remember a baby ever putting their potty lip like that. I don't remember. No.
0: And it's so wild. Like, Did the boys do that? I have no idea. Like, interesting. Clearly she didn't learn that
1: no it was like that was that her. was
0: instinctive yeah it's wild <laughs> um this says baby's neck strength is improving yeah that's yeah. accurate
1: definitely when she's you, holding her head up so much
0: that's what i was just about to read when you hold when you hold her upright uh very little or no head wobbling although that's not true
1: she still wobbles a lot she but wobbles it, her head it seems that she wobbles when she gets really excited about something
0: But it, but she wobbles but it almost seems like she's doing it on purpose
1: you also she have, like
0: throws her head around
1: you also have to remember that this is talking about a baby who was born at four full term and is now three months she's born two weeks early so because of that does that change uh, her development because maybe. according to wonder weeks it, that, ta- that changes things uh, maybe
0: right so basically what you're saying is like theoretically she's two weeks behind every single article that we read or any any milestone according she's two to weeks wonder behind.
1: weeks yes
0: hmm. maybe. Um, we should be maybe doing better about tummy time, although you're pretty good.
1: I'm good about it, but you always cheat. So I just gave up. I was doing three tummy times a day for 10 minutes each. She
0: wails.
1: You know what? I feel so bad for her. It's okay. If she gets really, really upset, I sit right with her and I keep her occupied. and I, I try really hard to keep her from crying.
0: Do you know what it is? It's not that I care that she's crying because I know some babies cry. And babies need to cry sometimes. What it is, is I feel like her neck has to hurt. Like, I feel like her little neck is so tensed up, like it's probably burning. Can you imagine, let's just say, that's like you going to the gym, working out, holding a dumbbell, right? Like you're curling and you're holding a, whatever is a high weight for you. I don't know. Like 30 pounds is like what I typically might go to the gym and curl. And if I, if I hold a 30 pound weight in the curl position, my arm is going to start burning. And that's what I always picture when she's holding her little head up for 10 minutes straight. That little thing, her neck is like burning. And I I mean, I don't know if that's even true, but that's what that's what's going on in my head.
1: So he always swoops in, gets her up early and says, it's OK. Daddy's rescuing you. What? Daddy's going to rescue you from that mean old tummy time. When mean old mom put you on your belly. Well, so ridiculous. Maybe but, like I'm doing it to do anything other than to help her.
0: But maybe we could just do it like. In, in spurts, like two minutes a piece. That's
1: not what the doctor said. Our pediatrician said 10 minutes. All
0: right, all right.
1: I'm just trying oh, to follow doctor's I orders. Oh,
0: I know, I know. Uh, we should be er- seeing early signs of hand-eye coordination. Yes. Your baby's hands can open and shut. Come together, swipe at colorful dangling toys. That's a check, check, and a check. Briefly grab a toy or a rattle, check, and go straight into the mouth. A little bit yeah. of the mouth, just in the last week. A little
1: bit week. of the mouth. And she... Nah, she would put her mouth, her hands in her mouth. Even a few weeks ago, when she would get really hungry, like at bath time, she was doing it then. But the the thing that I've been noticing lately, the last couple of nights, she gets a bottle at bedtime, and um, it's just a, it's bottle of breast milk. But she is reaching her hands up and grabbing that bottle, not strong enough to hold it in her mouth, but enough to let you know, like, don't take this away from me.
0: Yeah. Also, uh. Sh- the hands opening and shutting, she's definitely doing that because at the yeah. end of every single day, uh, she clenches her hands a lot. Her hands are always sort of clenched in the fist for the most part. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, we always find lint all in her hands.
1: Yep. <laughs> and she's like, been, she's been grabbing my hair too. It's
0: like she's holding on to lint throughout the day.
1: But she's been grabbing my ha- hair by the handful and pulling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she's definitely checking all these things. Um, Let's see. Okay. Sleep. Next thing is sleep. So here's where we're way ahead of the game. (laughs) And we're going to do a whole episode on this. We're way
1: ahead of the game in one part and way behind the game in another part. Some of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, again, we're going to do a whole episode on sleep because we know people want to know and we've got like a bunch of things and, and things that we do and We've we've
1: personally found some things that just really work well for us that we want to share.
0: Yes. So, but let's touch on this. It does say his stomach or her stomach can accommodate much more milk, eh, allowing the baby to sleep for stretches six or seven hours. We're right now we're doing like double that. We're doing like twelve hours at a time.
1: She sleeps most days. From eight PM until nine thirty in the morning.
0: Yes, so we're in that regard, we're doing amazing. It's true about their their stomachs holding more milk. Yeah, she's doing like seven ounces now at bedtime. That's okay. a lot of milk.
1: Yeah, but I mean, she's also doing about six during the day when when we do give her a bottle instead of nursing.
0: Mm-hmm. This says she's
1: a little bit on the chubbier side. Yeah, she's getting some rolls,
0: <laughs> getting a little bit of a double chin going too. Yeah, but uh, don't tell her that. Because we don't want her to develop any body image problems. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If your baby wakes up in the middle of the night, wait about 30 seconds before heading into the nursery. Uh, Honestly, we have not been in her room in the middle of the night in... Weeks. Weeks. Months. Which is actually almost... That's pretty accurate, actually.
1: Yeah. I mean, up until about... What was it? Three weeks ago, I was still getting up every day and feeding her at 5 a.m. At 5, yeah. But that was me going and waking her up and feeding her and her not even being awake for it. And that was just for yeah. my own relief.
0: So really around like two months old, she was already sleeping nearly 12 hours. So, so.
1: I've combated that by pumping later so I don't wake her yeah. up anymore.
0: Yeah. Um It says if you rush into the room at the first sound of fussing, your baby's not gonna learn how to fall back asleep on, on his or her own. We have experienced this now in the daytime. She is not a good daytime napper.
1: She's a terrible napper. And
0: sometimes we do let her fuss and cry herself back to sleep during the day. It's hard to get her sleep in the day. Our pediatrician was like, Hey, you're sleeping 12 hours a night. You you know, you guys can't have both. Yeah. So
1: I I have said this a million times, but I would be totally okay with her not napping or or taking her cat naps like she does if she was happy. But she is so unhappy during the day when she doesn't sleep.
0: So this says most three month old babies take a few naps of about one and a half to two hours each day. Yeah, not ours. Not ours. No. She do. She will do.
1: Her favorite nap time amount is about twenty eight minutes.
0: <laughs> I just said she do. I heard you. Know you. What that reminded me of? <laughs> like the the Crystal Gel girl. Oh yeah, and Crystal Gel. Mm-hmm. She do about Angela twelve hours Johnson. a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's doing like 20 minutes at a time. 45 is a great nap for us. Well,
1: it depends. If we put her down for a nap in her crib, she sleeps between 30 to 45 minutes. If we hold her like you and I did yesterday hours. afternoon, <laughs> it was over two hours. We got to
0: figure out how to, how to break this. This little, She,
1: will, she yeah. will only nap well if she's being held. Yeah,
0: not good. We got to figure out how to break this.
1: I don't know how to break it. I don't know how to break it. And I don't want to, I, I feel like she's too young to cry it out so yeah ugh.
0: maybe okay let's move on to the next category the senses hearing and vision are improving babies are turning their heads and smiling at the sound of their parents voices they love listening to all kinds of music check and check and check she turns her head she loves to hear us and especially you you can make her smile really great um loves music we do music every night uh at, at, at we have a playlist at bedtime mm-hmm. we'll do all part of the uh the sleep routine mm-hmm. and uh, i
1: start the playlist too when it's nap time
0: yeah Mm-hmm. loves it, loves music, loves, oh my God, this, this one at three months old, it's like we can't have the TV on. She's attracted to the TV. She will turn her head and watch the TV this young. So-
1: And we're trying to be very careful of that too.
0: Well, totally, we we need to do like a whole, we, we need to really have a game plan, like how much screen time are we gonna have? One of my buddies came in town the other day. He was at my wedding, his name's Tim. Great dude, He was t- he's got two kids and uh, they just had a baby about a month or two months or something before us. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was saying that that his little boy is getting into screens as well. And he was like, well, our- That's his two-year-old. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, his two-year-old? Mm-hmm. Uh, saying that it's, what they're doing is sort of, limited screen time in general, but that TV time is more allowed than- Like iPhone or iPad, and the reason for that is because with an iPhone or an iPad, it is very, very personal. Your face is in that iPhone or in that iPad. You literally shut out and drown out the outside world. But with a TV, at the very least, you're still in the room with everyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, you can still kind of break their concentration. You can break their.
1: But you can also watch together as a you can watch
0: together. You can watch right, right, right. And I thought that was a really interesting theory. Yeah, Interesting idea. Like, hey, at least if we're going to do screen time, let's make it inclusive of everybody. If we can, mom, dad, and baby.
1: Yeah. We saw just how obsessed she is with TV yesterday, though. Matt was in the family room with her on his lap, and they had something on the TV, and I don't think you were even paying attention to it. No. And I was in the dining room, and I called him in, and he, was, he picked her up and walked into the dining room. And when the TV was out of sight, she literally started screaming yeah screaming because she was, like, she was like, taken re- away from the tv
0: yeah she was right in the middle of like sanford and son <laughs> <laughs> it's like she She's was like kathy lee and hoda a <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see yeah she looks uh at brightly colored toys yep. yes that's because sharp contrasts are easy to see okay faces are absolutely fascinating to three-month-old babies i would say that's a check They'll stare into your eyes. Yep, that's true. Loves looking at herself. This yeah. baby is so narcissistic. <laughs> Every time we get in the mirror, she smiles and coos.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I tell her she's pretty about thirty times a day.
1: You're not pretty. You're beautiful. I
0: say no. I say you're not just pretty. You're
1: beautiful. And I rub <laughs>
0: and I rub her hair, and she smiles. So. That's our thing. Speaking of hair. Don't knock it.
1: We've we've got a little bald spot happening. She's
0: starting to lose some of it. Yeah. This baby had a lot of hair when she came out.
1: Yeah. But she sleeps primarily on the left side of her head. And she's got a little. Like she is
0: right now. We're looking at. I know. We're
1: looking at her on the monitor. And when I laid her down tonight in her her bassinet, I even tried to position her head to the other side and uh she wasn't having it.
0: Well, she's sleeping in the sleep suit thing with it, which is sort of like a little hindering of her motion, which is kind of supposed to and supposed to help her from not startling she seems to really be comfortable in it but so her head either really goes to the right or to the left she seems to always go to the left so on her left side she's got a little ball spot where, where her hair is i know this is all typical like their hair falling out and stuff but it's sad to see all that funnel that hair going Love her hair i know i know all right moving on to communication so it says that three months they they're referring to, oh, oh, it was a child psychiatrist. Her name is Margaret Mahler or Margaret Mailer, referred to this time as hatching. And that's when babies sort of come out of their, quote, shells and begin to react and relate to the world around them. Part of the hatching process involves interacting with people and smiling for pleasure, otherwise known as social smiles. Yeah, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, crying is no longer your baby's primary method of communication. Uh, now she just writes angry letters and <laughs> puts them in the complaint box. Um, <laughs> that's not that's not true. Uh, but when she does cry, I do tell her, "Okay, I'll file it in, in the mommy daddy complaint box."
1: Yeah, you do say that. I'll,
0: we'll send it. To you do
1: m- You say that to the dog too, though, don't you? Yeah,
0: I'll send it to the mommy daddy corporate office. <laughs> <laughs> file your complaints. Okay, okay, your complaints have been filed. We, you've been heard. Um, it says three months old baby should not really be crying for more than an hour each day.
1: She doesn't. No, she doesn't. Unless she doesn't get a nap at all. Oh, then it's then, then it's it's, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. And if she doesn't get a nap at all, it's no fault of ours. It's her fighting it. You've never seen a child fight sleep like, like this one oh, does. Oh, man,
0: she just whips her head around and just
1: she's pushes. She will scream with her eyes closed. Yep. Like... She's so exhausted, she can't open her eyes, but she cries through it.
0: Maybe she doesn't want to miss anything. She doesn't want to
1: miss anything. She doesn't, you can tell. I
0: don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I'll miss this world. Mom and dad, you don't... Know a thing? Know a thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even when I... Dream of you? Dream of milk. Oh, jeez. Too much.
0: Okay. Uh okay, so it says if they are crying for more than an hour, that there's something wrong, you know, like colic, they're they're yeah. a reflux or just
1: I really don't think she cries for more than an hour. No, ours
0: does. doesn't. I'm just saying what this article says. There's something more than what should be going on. Yeah. Um oh it says that they should be communicating in other ways, such as cooing.
1: Oh, she coos all she the time. She is a cooer. She goes Goo Goo. Go. You could you should put a little sound clip in here. Yeah, You can sure. hear her do it.
0: Well, then I have to go record her doing it.
1: But it's the best.
0: We used to call, when we were young, my buddy Kyle and me, we used to call his little brother Cooey Booey. <laughs> I don't really know why. Uh, <laughs> we used to play this game. I mean, we were probably like 10 or 11, maybe. And his little brother was, I don't know, four or five years younger than us. And then my other friends little sister was like even younger than that. So she was probably four. And uh, we used to like run around the house and and like try to get away from Cooey Booey and the baby bomb squad. <laughs> and she was the baby bomb squad.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> oh man. And we'd go jump on like the playhouse on top of the roof and, you know, knock them over, things like that. It was fun. <laughs> um. All right. So yeah, it, it says that you're supposed to be engaging in conversation with these babies. We do. Absolutely, we do. We talk to her. I uh, I let
1: her answer me with her coos.
0: Yeah, I was asking her some tax advice the other day. What'd she say? Just coo and a goo and a ooh and ah. So
1: no real advice.
0: Not and not any real advice. No.
1: It's a shame. We're gonna have to work on that. I
0: was like, right, but what about my retirement? And she was like,
1: Boo. So we're we're really gonna need to work on that.
0: Yeah. Well, she's gotta come up with something more than just a goo because it's getting. She needs ridiculous. to pull her weight around here. Yes. Um, yeah, they'll listen, they'll watch your facial expressions. Okay. Anyway, here's the next category. It says missed milestones. Now it just pretty much to sum this all up. It says like, look, if these things aren't happening, uh, it's okay. But here are some things that if it's not happened, you should consult your pediatrician. If they're not responding to noises, if they're not following people or objects with their eyes. If they've not smiled yet, and if they've not reached for objects, then there could be something going on. So we've done all that. So we're good. We're in the clear. Mm-hmm. Um, here's some tips for the baby's third month. Um, let's see. Solid foods between four and six months old. You're not ready for that. Why?
1: I'm not ready for that. Why? Because I'm just not. That's, that means she's growing, and I'm, I'm not ready to accept that yet. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah.
0: And that is she's going to need to hold off. That's the simple answer. Mm -hmm. Is it because you love the breastfeeding aspect and if she starts eating real food, then that's like one takeaway from you?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, it's going to have to happen.
1: No, not until she's at least 10.
0: Did you know that I've seen like TLC things where um, parents like some places in like Ireland and stuff, no offense to the Irish, but they're. Breastfeeding their babies at like six years old?
1: I personally know somebody who breastfed until they were five. Come on. I do.
0: That's why This is in the old That's country fantastic. in Italy,
1: but it did happen. That's crazy. Literally would go in and lift up the mom's shirt to get some lunch.
0: Get a little slurp yep. and carry on. If as... you
1: can walk up to your mom and lift your their shirt and get a, a swig, I feel like it's time.
0: It's time. <laughs> yeah. I think so oh man uh yeah i mean that's pretty much it the ferber method if that's letting the cry it out oh uh, yeah you're right
1: i know i've looked up all this stuff
0: ah mr ferber or mrs ferber uh the one doctor that every baby hates yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> pretty much
1: so in regards to her i feel like we've talked about most of her milestones i the thing that she's like really doing a lot of, I've noticed, is that when we hold her, she's like taking her legs and pushing them like she wants to stand up. She's really doing that a lot. I've noticed that. Have you?
0: Yeah, she's straightening out her legs. Yeah. She... We read some article or we saw something that was like, "Don't." Somebody let your, told us that. Don't let your baby stand until they're ready to stand because their bones can't handle it.
1: Yeah, I don't agree with that, but whatever. We had a little bit of cradle cap, tiny bit. It was mostly in her eyebrows, more so than her head. But the one thing that we've noticed and we have not struggled with but can't figure out is her scalp smells dirty all the time. And I don't know. Some people said that that was, I've read that it was um, a cradle cap thing, but we really couldn't find any cradle cap on her head at all. Yeah, we did. Not much though. Not enough that it would be like her entire head would stink well, like that. a few that. weeks
0: ago, but cradle cradle cap, What all cradle cap is, is just kind of an overproduction of oil. And That's dry all it skin. is. And dry skin. So it, it becomes a little like yellowy and, and yeah. I think she's got a lot of oil production on top of her head.
1: Maybe, but I mean, literally we would shampoo her hair and as soon as she's out of the tub, it would smell again. It's yeah. crazy. It's like dirty hair. Yeah, it's it was, yeah, doing a lot. We've had really good luck with health. No real diaper rashes, anything like that.
0: We're, we're pretty good to like put diaper balm on her a lot. Yeah. I, I do a lot.
1: You do. You're You're way better about it than I am, to be honest she takes probiotics daily and she takes vitamin d drops daily we haven't really had any need to do gripe water colic drops gas drops anything like that in a long time no, knock on wood no she's really had her her belly issues have seemed to really straighten out
0: yeah been a lot better
1: i i stand true to the, to my statement that anybody who says that what a mother eats doesn't affect the breast milk is absolutely out of their head because Yesterday I had a lot of greens, and today you could see it
0: in her doo doo.
1: In her doo doo. So anybody who says <laughs> that green is green doo doo. She did. She totally how did. And I had a salad through, for lunch and greens it for dinner.
0: Through the breast milk. It's crazy. It's not like your breast milk was green.
1: Well, that's the other thing that's weird. So I've I have an overproduction of milk, which we're gonna get into that in a different episode. Because we're gonna do a, a completely, uh, we're gonna do a breastfeeding episode. It's just totally devoted to breastfeeding. But I have been really good about pumping and saving. And so in, in that, I am now going back because it is the beginning of April and I'm using my July supply and then pump, or, uh, freezing a lot of the April supply so that I'm constantly cycling through. So as I'm pulling this stuff out from the freezer and I'm seeing the, the milk actually frozen, there's a variety of colors in my milk. It's crazy.
0: It's like a rainbow.
1: Kind of, like there's some more orangey, there's more pink, there's more like with a little bit of a greenish tone, there's some whiter.
0: I'm, I'm totally joking when I say it looks like a rainbow. It's it really, pretty much all white.
1: No, there there's defi- definite hues. But I just mean
0: like tiny, tiny there, hues of like yellowy, whitey.
1: But it's interesting because like I'll, I'll hold two milks side by side that are frozen a day later from each other, a day apart from each other, and they look like different colors.
0: By the way, before this whole thing, I had no idea what breast milk looked like. Like, I didn't know if it was gonna be white or like the consistency of it or what. I didn't know.
1: I think the most surprising thing about breast milk to me, because I hadn't had any real experience with it, obviously, was how the, the fat separates from the actual
0: milk. Yeah, it does in the refrigerator.
1: It really does. And like, you have to shake it up really good in order to get that to, to combine after it's already cold.
0: Yeah, that's wild.
1: I've learned a lot about breast milk. I've learned a lot about how to to you know stock my freezer. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of good tips on that. After we do our breastfeeding episode, maybe I'll blog those tips. But I wanted to just real quick jump into postpartum update for three months. I actually wrote an entire blog post about thirteen body changes that I've seen in my body. So if you haven't read that blog post. Go ahead and check it out after you finish listening to this episode. My website's AngelaLantra.com. And it's just every single body change from hair to skin to nails to everything. But there's been a lot of changes in my body. First of all, I gained 34 pounds in my pregnancy. And at three months postpartum, I now still have eight pounds left to go. And I've been stuck at that eight pounds for what would you say? probably about a month now at least. Well, but
0: also, let's be honest, you're not exercising. You're not eating good.
1: No, but I, from what I've read is that a woman is supposed to hold on from between five to 10 pounds while breastfeeding because that amounts, I mean, my boobs are so much heavier than normal. Sure. So, and that fluctuates so much. And the thing that I found really interesting is that, and you can, actually vouch for this is that the days that i don't get enough calories my milk production is down Mm -hmm. when i pump yeah totally like i have to have those calories yes and i everyone said it was about the water i'm pretty i'm pretty well hydrated person
0: i think it's i think it's both i think you need extra calories good calories and water
1: you know, honestly, that the, there will be days that I will be very well hydrated, but I don't get the calories that I know that I need and my, my milk production's down. So I think it, for me personally, it tends to be calories. more of a calorie thing than it does Have you noticed, hydration. is
0: there a difference in like good calories versus bad calories? Like Snickers bars versus like lean proteins?
1: No. And the other thing is that I have to be very careful. I feel like I've been eating pretty terrible and that's mostly because The more greens and the more vegetables and fiber I eat, the more gas she gets. So cutting out those veggies then leads me with basically carbs and meats, which is constipating to me. It's like a really weird catch-22 I'm in. I feel like I'm in this vicious cycle. Hmm. So body-wise, though, I feel like my scar looks pretty good for my C-section,
0: I don't even really notice it much anymore.
1: Well, I have I mean, this. I,
0: to be honest, though, I don't, I don't really look at it. I don't see it. I don't look at it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, it's down so low.
0: Well, right. I mean, it's, yeah. It's
1: hidden away. But what would you call that? Just a strip of silicone? I got it from, so I started probably about seven or eight weeks. My, my stitches started popping out of my incision, and it was kind of a little bit alarming because there was a little bit of drainage, a little bit of yellow drainage. And to you, it didn't seem like a big deal, but it was really bothersome to me. And I went into my dermatologist to have surgery on my back because I had a spot that I needed to take it off. And I had him take a look at the incision. And he said that uh, my body was actually rejecting the stitches. And so he had me get a strip. It just looks like like a silicone it's silicone but it's like very flexible and he had me wear that on there all day every day only take it off for showers I'm still wearing it and that closed up all of the issue areas Mm -hmm. all the problem areas and it really protected it and made it feel like I didn't have it anymore but that's supposed to really um, cut down the scarring
0: yeah I mean I know you were really kind of concerned about the the scarring and the look of it all but I mean, you're right. It's down so low. And bathing suit bottoms would never show it. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like underwear and bathing suit bottoms don't really show it. And, you know, the lights are dim when I would be seeing it. <laughs> if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> the biggest postpartum so, issue for me has been my numbness.
0: Yeah. Well, we think it could be part of a spinal spinal block when you got the needle in, it might have hit a nerve and you've got some numbness in your butt. We're trying to take care of it. It's been a while. Yeah. It's getting very frustrating for you though.
1: It's really frustrating because at this point I'm, I'm just concerned that it's not ever going to get cleared up. I've been getting a deep tissue massage every week and we saw a new chiropractor today trying to get some, some help with it.
0: Yeah. See if we can get that nerve going. Yeah. It's kind of running down your leg a little bit.
1: What was really interesting is that the chiropractor actually showed you but my one leg was about an inch and a half shorter than the other leg yes and he attrib- uh, attributed that to pregnancy because my pelvis was turned mm-hmm. inward on one side and after he worked on me my f- my legs evened out a little bit more
0: yeah that
1: was crazy actually
0: it, it was i mean sometimes i'm like you know i don't know whether to trust 100 but he showed me if she was laying on the table and he showed me and and she did not look like, like you know, it's not like he contorted her or placed her in no, that. No, it was just
1: laying flat on my stomach.
0: And her one of her legs was clearly like an inch and a half to two inches longer. It was pretty wacky.
1: And he he asked me if I stood with my weight on one side all the time. And I do. I do that all the time. Yeah. And he said it was because my one leg was shorter than the other. And that was my way of compensating for it. I had no idea. It's
0: wild. I don't know. I We might try to go back, though. Well. Not my, we're scheduled. So, <laughs> um, anything else you want to add to the postpartum stuff?
1: You know, honestly, I, I want to just say really quickly to the new moms out there the biggest piece of advice that I have for you is after having a baby, you feel pretty bad about yourself. Well, at least I did. I felt pretty bad about the way that I looked. And the two things that have made me feel bad and this is, or feel better, this is totally superficial and this is just something to like boost my own self confidence was getting a spray tan and getting my eyelashes done. I got lash extensions and a spray tan and I feel like a new woman. So go out and get those things done that make you feel better. Maybe it's a manicure, maybe it's your hair colored, whatever it is. Do it for you because you will start to feel like your old self again, which will then help your husband because he will be able to see possibly his old wife again coming out and manifesting herself. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) So that was a big piece of advice because one of my mommy friends actually told me that, that you need to take care of yourself. And that was important to me. Let's
0: move into something we've sort of been doing over the last few podcasts and we really enjoy it. Yeah. It's
1: listen to feedback. While we do this, will you give me a foot massage?
0: Listener, Listener feedback. feedback. You mean, me to massage your foot?
1: Yeah. Will you do that for me?
0: Okay. Currently massaging my wife's foot. Thank you. Because I'm the best husband ever. Uh, hey, guys, if you want to send us some feedback and questions, we'd love to read the feedback and hear from you guys. And, uh, you know, we, we get some questions on here and we love answering this stuff. So it's kind of fun just to interact with y'all and and have that. So um, we're going to get into that. And best way to communicate with us, I guess, is on Instagram. Yes. Via the Hello Baby Podcast Instagram handle mm-hmm. DM us.
1: Yes, DM us because that, that way we can keep track mm-hmm. of the questions coming in.
0: Yeah, slide it, into our DMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's get started here. This is Miss Kara88. Thanks for listening, Miss Kara88. My sister's name is Kara. Um she just finished the recent episode. Loving it. Thank you. Oh, she's doing three weeks.
1: Congratulations. Congrats.
0: Love being on this journey with you guys and seeing what a saw um question for you guys. Okay, here we go. Good question. Can you talk about Soka? Soka's our dog. She's a multi poo. And how she is doing with the transition of having the baby home. She says we've got a small wiener dog that we love. She's a bit concerned with how their dog is gonna do with a lot less attention. Any tips?
1: I Great have question. two words. Yes. Not well.
0: <laughs> I have one word. Gel Yes. So Soka, first of all, Soka is a really good dog.
1: She's the best dog.
0: But man, oh man! She, well, this is not a baby thing. She had been, she's been having issues with the last year, maybe even two years, with barking.
1: It seemed to really start when we moved to Atlanta,
0: and then this new house, it got yeah. real bad. Yeah, you're right. So she just barks anytime someone's at the door. Barks, barks, barks. Noises, bark, bark, bark. So um, she
1: became, she's become that yippy dog
0: a little bit. Well, she's not yippy. It's not a yip. It's a bark. She's about 13, 14, 15 pounds.
1: No, it's it's a bark, but I mean like I associate yippy dogs with with dogs that just bark for no reason.
0: Oh, see when you say yippy, I think.
1: Yep. Yep. yep yeah. Yep. Yeah, maybe you right. Anyway.
0: Okay, so um she's she's jealous of the baby and the attention that the baby mm-hmm. gets. She would never do anything to like harm the baby.
1: No, she's very sweet with She's her.
0: sweet with the baby. We've never had any you know, I wouldn't even say she's sweet. She more or less just ignores the baby for the most part.
1: She'll go every once in a while, go up and give her a little, a little. Kiss.
0: But, but very rare, very rare. You know, I've seen YouTube videos where dogs are like snuggling up with the baby or sleeping under the baby's crib and like not leaving. None of that stuff. No. Soka acts like the baby doesn't exist. That would be Soka's best case scenario if this baby would just go back to where it came from. Yeah. So. Uh, She does, I I almost feel like the barking and she gets in trouble for it. I almost feel like she does it on purpose because she gets attention. And it's really sad. But even if it's bad attention, she's still getting attention.
1: But here's the worst part of of her behavior is that she gets a ton of attention whether regardless. Like, let's take the barking and and the, the discipline out of it. She's still getting tons of attention. She still is on our laps all the time. We still snuggle her. We still love her. We still give her treats. She still gets walks constantly. So she really hasn't gone down on the totem pole. She hasn't gotten less attention. She's just really acting out.
0: Yep. All right. Next question on Instagram, Alicia Clark 12. She said, (laughs) not sure if I know how to send a message. She's new to Instagram, but. She asks, what do you think is the hardest part of parenthood so far? It's a pretty broad question, I suppose, but I think to sum it up quickly, the hardest part of parenting for me is the change from having time to do stuff and get things done to just really not having time. And the crazy thing is, and I'm even talking about the last couple of weeks when me and Angela are both around to like. It just still feels like there's all kinds of stuff that I need to do during the day or want to get done, whether it's work on podcast stuff or do some research or get thing things ordered or make a phone call or send out certain emails or do some yard work or whatever. And I just have trouble finding the time. I think a lot of it is also because of a schedule thing. You know, I can't go here because Angela's going to go with me and the baby's going to go with me. Obviously, we're all three going to go, but the baby's got to eat at 1 p.m. and then she gets fussy and then she has to go down for a nap and I think part of all that is the scheduling stuff and trying to stick on the schedule. And uh, so it's basically just finding the time to work in certain things that I need to get done. What about you?
1: I agree with that. I feel like, and I said this to you this morning actually, that having a baby forces you to slow down whether you want to or not. You just don't have a choice. And we are completely dependent on, we do have a nanny and she comes three afternoons a week for, is it like five hours? At a time and when she we are forced to cram in everything that we need to do when we have her here so whether that's shooting youtube videos or running errands or whatever it is it's crazy how all of the things that you took for granted of that you would be able to just be able to get done in a day you can't do that anymore your day is completely shifted based off of if the baby is going to be you know happy enough to get in the car and go somewhere because our baby doesn't like car seats yeah she doesn't like the car ride doesn't love she's not she's not the, the type of baby who like is crying we'll put her in the car and she'll fall asleep that's just not her it's all a fantastic change i'm not complaining by any means but that's for me been i agree one of the hardest parts the other hardest part is the sleep situation like she sleeps great at night but i just cannot get over the hump of checking on her constantly i'm i i wake up in the middle of the night for no reason and i'm checking on her it's I, I'm waiting and praying for those days to end for me because I, I need to be able to just trust that she's okay. She has the outlet. I know it. But like when I'm waking up in those middle of the night times, it's not dawning on me that she has this monitor on her foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's really affected My sleep is just crap.
0: Yeah. Okay. Here's a new question from Bunzo underscore Mac on Instagram. Um, currently listening to the birth story. Oh, she's scheduled for a C-section next Tuesday. I don't know when she sent this. I wonder if she... Oh, due to complications in the size of the baby. Okay. Well, we're going to be hoping and praying that everything went good. If it hasn't happened already, please let us know because we, um, we we want everything to be great. Hey, but thanks for listening to the podcast. So she says, my husband started listening per my request to prepare him. <laughs> <laughs> in the part two, you guys talked about doing a YouTube video, what to pack for the hospital. I've been packing for weeks. And just clueless. Definitely overpacked. So did we. I uh, was wondering if you guys did the video. Because we said we were going to do the video. Yeah,
1: we need to do it for sure.
0: We have not done this video yet. We're going to. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, she says, congrats on the beautiful baby girl. We're having a girl also. All of our love from the Jersey Shore. Uh, Caitlin and Billy. Uh, well, Caitlin and Billy, um, we've not done the, done the video. We're going to do the no, video. No, not yet. Real quick, though. Uh, you can give your input. Uh, my input, Billy. Bring your back. Bring a blanket. Like a like a nice big blanket for you. Bring a pillow because the pillows are absolute doo doo at They're the hospitals. Terrible. Terrible. And um, some sandals, maybe some socks. You know, uh, a couple. I of didn't ch- end
1: up using the sandals.
0: A Couple of changes. No, but, but I did. You did, right? And uh, you actually
1: ended up going home to get showered.
0: That was sort of a different, rare situation. because yeah. family came in and all yeah. this kind of stuff. But uh, uh, maybe some sleep pants, some some sweat pants but also bring like some mesh shorts because I thought the hospital would be just like freezing cold. It really wasn't. It was very comfortable in a room and I sometimes I run hot anyway, so bring some mesh shorts and uh, you'll be good, man. You don't need a toothbrush. Nothing like that crap. Whatever. (laughs) I'm just kidding, bring a toothbrush.
1: The number one thing that I will tell every single expecting mother to pack in her hospital bag is her bobby pillow. If you're gonna breastfeed, that is gonna be your best friend. Because it will take the pressure off of your shoulders and your upper back from leaning and holding the baby. Because it props the baby up and gets her closer to your breasts. And that's really, really helpful. Everything else. Yeah, let's film a video.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But that's my number one piece absolutely. of advice. Absolutely.
0: I clicked on a profile and, and it looks like there's a emoji of a bride and a policeman. So maybe uh, Billy's a policeman. If he is, thanks for your service and protecting us. And if he's not, maybe she's just really into policemen. <laughs> and maybe he should become a policeman. <laughs> okay, this one is from Derek Wolf. Derek's, well, it could go like this. Derek's Wolf Girl or Derek S. Wolf Girl. I'm assuming Derek's Wolf Girl. Um, she,
1: I actually know her. She reads. Uh, she's one of my blog readers.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks for listening then and for reading uh, Angela's blog. Uh, do you have any favorite toys or books or any future books you plan on reading to her? That's a cool question.
1: Mm, I've already been reading one book to her.
0: Yeah. Good Night Moon.
1: Good Night Moon. That's yeah. my favorite.
0: Yeah. We got our little um, little baby Bible. Mm-hmm. So that's important to us. Yep. Uh, let's see.
1: You got the Adventure Bible actually when we were pregnant mm-hmm. and you were reading it every night. Wait, I want to get back uh, into no, that. No,
0: no. That was called the Action Bible. Action Bible. I'm sorry. The Action Bible. That's not a baby thing. It's an adult no. thing. Oh, is it but adult?
1: I thought it was more of like a kid's thing.
0: No, I don't think so. It's 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 a graphic novel.
1: Is it? Okay. Yeah.
0: No. Um, but yeah, some of those, I guess. Let's see. Um,
1: you have one one book in particular, though, that I ordered off of Amazon. It was one of your favorite ones as a kid. What was it?
0: Uh, if You Give a Mouse a Cookie? Yeah. I love it If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. I actually always, I wanted to order her, and it's really early for this, but I want to order her the Berenstain Bear set. Of books, I remember just loving the Berenstein Bears when I was really young, the books and the TV mm-hmm. show. But I loved the books.
1: I felt that way about Beatrix Potter. I want to buy her books. Yeah, Pe- Peter Rabbit and all that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so there's definitely stuff to come. I'm excited for her to be like, you know, two, three, four years old, five years old, and read her books and she can really understand them and like them. Yeah. Um, let's see. No, uh, let's see. Uh, one thing. You wish you knew that no one told you about parenting. Uh that's from JB Mele, twenty four. Um well she's a senior in, in high school. Cool. Hey, thanks for your question. I mean it sort of falls into the time thing. We sort of answered earlier. It's just that the, the time thing just you just don't have much time at all. Okay. Well, babe, we are a little over on time today. Yep. We try to keep it around an hour, but we're a little over. Well, uh, I think that's, a, that's good for today. Um, send us your, your DMs on Instagram, your questions. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you like the podcast, and if you don't, but you still feel like doing this, never mind. If you don't like it, then just just close your ears. But if you like it, go over to iTunes and rate us and review us and leave us a comment as well on iTunes. That yep. really, really helps us out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we'd love to to read your comments. We read all the comments on there um like so. that's the part where if you don't like it just don't rate it right because we don't want your bad reviews we just want your good reviews <laughs> uh anyway go over there rate us review us we'd appreciate it thanks so much for listening and uh we'll be back next week with a new episode of hello baby and um you know hey if you're just joining us like in the last few weeks we've got a whole podcast that we did called hello bump
1: which would be season one
0: yeah, sort of like season one, uh-huh. which uh, you can just go back in your in your iTunes feed here and listen all the way from the day that we found out we were pregnant, and uh, like telling you that story. So if you're interested, go back and listen. And um, yeah, that's about all I have to say.
1: Me too. I got a hot tub with my name on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is that. We got the hot tub going. Baby's in bed. We're gonna bring the monitor out. We're gonna sit in the hot tub. Yep. And we're we gonna relax. We're going to swim naked. What? Kidding. we have neighbors i don't know maybe we'll be daring
1: ah.
0: <laughs> signing off
1: all right bye guys see
0: ya